Hey everyone, Matt Straub here welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. If you could take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, we would appreciate it. Right now, it is time to talk waiver wire pickups with Dr. A, who is attempting to have his Michael Jordan flu game, I think, as we record this on Super Bowl Sunday. Steve, under the weather, you're going to try to gut it out. We're going to power through this, Matt. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it the flu. It's nothing more than a little head cold, little sore okay. throat. But I think okay. we could, we can do this. You, you know. sound better. You sound better than advertised. Honestly, you told me you you were going to sound bad. You you sound fine to me, but I think maybe it could be affecting you. You know, you may be feeling cloudy. It's possible. Well, I got up early and and works work some things out. So oh, good. Uh, good. Work some things out. I'm full of I'm full of Gus's chicken. You know, we had the the Roto World reunion tour at the, the Super Bowl yesterday in Atlanta. Me and you and. Uh, Mr. Greg Rosenthal, that's right, of Roto that's World right. Football Hall of Famer, uh, yes, all gathered and ate some chicken at Gus's. Some spicy, some spicy fried chicken at Gus's famous fried chicken downtown Atlanta. That was a good time. It was, it was amazing. But we're not blaming the chicken for your malady. We don't think. No, and on the, my way into the chicken joint, uh, we saw Guy Fieri hanging out. <laughs> he was not hanging out. He was in a car uh, at a stoplight. You might have been hanging out in a car. Drawing a lot of attention. And uh, I, I did not get close enough for him to give me a cold, but I, I might blame him anyway. <laughs> okay, sounds like a good deal. Uh, let's begin our waiver wire chit-chat in the city of Denver. Uh, Monte Morris and Malik Beasley owned in 30 and 41% of Yahoo Leagues, respectively. Both of these guys, as we know, are killing it with Gary Harris and Jamal Murray out. It seems to me that when I look at both of these guys, uh, we're in a situation where Morris has the most fantasy upside when he's in the lineup. But Beasley might have the best shot at a sustained long-term role, if that makes sense. Do you agree with that assessment, Steve? Yeah, Beasley has been rolling, man. Oh, they both have. But, I I mean, like you said, I think Monty Morris's hot streak is directly tied to the fact that Jamal Murray's missed five games uh, with his sprained ankle. Um, Now, this Gary Harris thing, man, like, I caught some heat for telling people to cut him but he's just been an injury disaster when he's come back. He hasn't really clicked. And Malik Beasley, we kind of thought when Harris came back, Beasley was going to slow down and, and kind of fall to the wayside. But couldn't be farther from the truth on that. Beasley, like his last five games, he's over 22 points a game. He's 3.6 three-pointers. He's shooting 61%. I mean, he just looks like a must-own player to me. Both of these guys do because... Uh, there's a chance Murray could miss the upcoming week as well. The Nuggets only play three times. It's kind of a bummer, but most teams only have three games this week. So, yeah, I think both of these guys are pickups for this week. Yeah, Monte Morris last three games, just illustrating his upside when he gets the opportunity, around 18 points, 6.7 boards, 8.3 assists, getting steals and threes. He looks like a phenomenal player. It's a bummer that you know we don't think he's going to get just a long-term chance to play a lot. But, man, he looks good when he gets an extended chance. As for Beasley, you mentioned his last five games. He's had double digits in 12 of his last 13, averaging 17.5 points and 3.23s over his last 13 games. So, again, I really think Beasley is carving out a big-picture long-term role in Denver, regardless of who's healthy or not. And, and honestly, who knows if and when Gary Harris is going to be healthy, as you said, Steve. Yep. All right, another guy who's capitalizing on his opportunity in a big way is Jared Bayless for the T-Wolves. Do you think this fun can last a while longer, maybe at least through this week? I keep expecting it to end any second, but they're not getting healthy at point guard yet. 
Well, Derrick Rose is back and played 20 minutes, uh, I think, on Saturday. But he really didn't do a whole lot. And Bayless still is sort of the guy. And I think Minnesota, I think, understands that Derrick Rose has bones made out of Doritos. <laughs> and they're being a little cautious with him. I mean, the chances of Derrick Rose finishing the season healthy and strong are, are not great, I don't think. Uh, Bayless has been awesome. Jeff Teague is still out. Tyus Jones is still out. It, when Teague comes back, that's going to put a dent in the Bayless game and train and all that. But if Teague happens to stay out with his foot injury, which he, he could also miss this week, we don't know, Bayless is going to keep rolling. They, they play three games this week. He's only 15% owned. Kind of surprised Bayless isn't owned in more leagues when that report came out that that Teague couldn't even really walk there for a minute. Uh, I'm surprised Bayless wasn't picked up in more leagues. All right, so keep your eyes on injury injury updates for Teague, but assuming he's out, Bayless, a strong play. His last six games, 15.7 points, four and a half boards, eight assists, one steal, and 3.03s. This is not a drill. Steve Dennis Smith Jr. also made your column. He's owning 77% of Yahoo League, so he's, he's not likely out there in a ton of leagues, but I do want to talk about his outlook now that he's with the Knicks. Are you optimistic that the proverbial change of scenery can fix things for Dennis Smith Jr.? I mean, Coach Fisdale certainly worked some magic to some extent with Emmanuel Moutier. Do you think he can kind of fix Dennis Smith Jr.'s game? Yeah, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. was on my list preliminarily, but then I saw he was owned in 77% of the league, so I didn't even put him on the list, but I think he's worth talking about. He was starting to play really well for Dallas. You know, it, it was really weird. It looked like they were going to part ways with him and he was not part of their plans and then they reconciled and he came back and played great his last couple games in Dallas before being traded to the Knicks and now he's got every opportunity in the world to shine in New York I I think he's going to blow up I I, uh, think it's a great time to be a Dennis Smith Jr. owner the Knicks play three times this week but they're the only team with three games next week when everybody else plays two so he's going to give you a big advantage there. And, I mean, I, I love his outlook in New York. And Emmanuel Moutier, it was nice. It was nice <laughs> It was nice knowing you. Man, tough. It's tough. Poor Moutier, I guess, to some extent, right? He's like, finally I get a chance. Things are looking up. Then he gets hurt. And then he is no longer the starting point guard for the New York Knicks. That is true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Dennis Smith Jr., my only worries are the things we always worry about, you know, free throw percentage turnovers. But if his counting stats get a lot better – those flaws certainly are a lot easier to stomach. All right, Jonathan Isaac, Steve, another name uh, owned in a bunch of leagues, but I want to talk about him as well. 56% owned in Yahoo leagues, double-digit points his last three games, posting some pretty significant numbers across the board lately. Are you confident that this guy, who's been an enigma much of the year, has finally figured things out? It feels that way to me. I was looking at Isaac in a 10-team league, and Isaac and Josh Jackson were both available, and I was like, man... I felt like I wanted to take Jackson, but I part of me felt like I had to pick up Isaac. They both both played four times this week. Isaac's coming off back-to-back double-doubles. He's Saturday, 10 points, 12 boards, three steals, three blocks, and a three-pointer. Uh, he had two steals and a three with a double-double on Thursday. And he's starting to get minutes, and that's the key for him. He, he was sort of a guy that was getting hampered with playing time earlier in the season, but they've kind of turned him loose over the last couple of weeks. I, I'm all about it. And with four games, Isaac looks like a must-add to me right now. Yeah, Isaac over his last seven games, around 10.5 points, nine boards, 
1.3 steals, 1.9 blocks, 1.03s. He looks like a potential big-time difference maker down the stretch. Now, Steve, I'm beginning to wonder what it is going to take for our guy Kevin Herter to get added in all the shallower leagues out there. The Hawks rookie owning just 27% of Yahoo leagues right now. He's back playing well, though. You know, after that sort of frustrating neck injury situation, strung together a few strong games in a row. What's it going to take for Herder to sort of get into that 50-something percent range that Jonathan Isaac is in? You know, I'm not really sure. Uh, I think people are scared of him. That injury really, really kind of ruined things because he was just starting to heat up. People were starting to take notice. He got hurt, and then he came back and didn't, didn't really do much. But his last three games, he's hit double figures. The thing about Herter, man, I don't think people understand what a good passer of the basketball he is. And I watched that game uh, last night against Phoenix pretty closely. And the guy was making some phenomenal passes. He was making some really great shots. I mean, he he hit a three from about six feet behind the three-point line. He made a crazy driving layup where he kind of faked behind his back and then laid it up off balance and went in. That was pretty. He had 10.7 boards, five assists, two steals, and two threes. Got 34 minutes. I think the fear was that Tari and Prince and Bazemore were going to come back and kind of ruin what Herder's doing. But to me, the leaders of the Atlanta Hawks right now are Trey Young, John Collins, and I think you can add Kevin Herter to that mix. I think they like him. He looks really confident out there. And um, I, I like his game a lot. And I, I think he should be owned. What, are, what does he play this week? The Hawks have the Hawks have four games. Four this week. games, yep. yeah. So if you've been thinking about picking up Herder, I think now is the time to do it. He's healthy again, and the minutes are back, and the production has followed. So I like him. The Hawks actually have four this week. Then the obligato- almost obligatory two two around the All Star break, and then four four in the two weeks after the All-Star break. So a great schedule coming up. Herter's last three games, 11.7 points, 4.3 boards, 5.3 assists. Steve, as you highlighted, that great passing. 1.3 steals, 3.0 trays. So a big-time pickup and uh, should be out there in a bunch of leagues still. And, Steve, by the way, did Trey Young do anything in that Saturday night game against Phoenix? I, I, don't, I didn't I didn't catch the box. Trey so had a 17-point <laughs> fourth quarter. He was killing it. Uh, my boy Luca had a nice, nice evening as well. Um, you would just—I think you just have to defect. Like, I think, <laughs> I think if you're just going to be a Luca Doncic fan, you're going to have to just defect over to Dallas. I think, I think that's just going to have to happen, Steve. I, I may have to move. No, I like. You have to leave the city, Trey Young. City. As we spoke about at Gus's fried chicken yesterday, Trey Young uh, is playing really, really well. He looks a lot better than he did early in the season. His passing. Last night was pretty great. He hit a couple crazy Luca-like step-back threes. And, you know, he's basically putting up the same numbers now as Luca, And uh, it looks like a lot closer battle than it did initially between those two. And I don't hate Trey Young. I like Trey Young. And he's playing a lot better. So let's go. Yeah, that's right. I mean, when me, you, and Greg Rosenthal got together, I didn't know that we were necessarily going to spend so much time talking about Trey Young. Well, I didn't realize we were going to talk so long about gambling on tennis. (laughs) (laughs) That's also true. That's also. I also didn't know that you were going to show up in a baby blue John Collins jersey. Hey, got to be done. That was amazing. Hawks throwback jerseys. Those things are sick. Everybody, absolutely Uh, amazing. 
Jeff Green uh, looks phenomenal right now. The Wizards go four times this week. 20 points in three of his last five games, averaging 18.2 points, 3.03s over that five-game stretch. Steve, how confident are you in Green for this upcoming week? Well, with four games and him playing well and our boy Markeith Morris uh, being MIA, Otto Porter's toe, uh, there's things going on in Washington where Jeff Green just somehow – continues to be relevant and not only relevant but playing pretty well for them so again with four games I think he's going to get a ton of minutes this week and he looks good whether he's starting or coming off the bench um, he had 20 points yesterday a couple threes didn't shoot it really well but I mean he's blocking shots he's, he's doing a little bit of everything I'm I'm in all right, we're going to get into some, some more slightly more obscure names now, Steve. Uh, we'll begin with Maxi Kleber for the Mavs. Started a couple games in a row, putting up some notable numbers. Uh, owned in just 8% of leagues as we record this. Just three games for Dallas this week, but how much do you like Maxi Kleber as a potential long-term option for the new-look Mavs? Um, he's interesting to me because he's one of those guys where if he got more minutes this year, he'd be owned everywhere because uh, he can produce. And... Now that the Mavericks have shaken things up and gotten rid of Dennis and DeAndre Jordan is gone, I think Kleber's going to play a pretty substantial role down the stretch for them. Dirk Nowitzki is is always getting hurt, minutes restrictions, all that. So to me, I think Kleber is a guy to watch for the second half. I think now is a good time to grab him and stash him and uh, see if he can blow it up here in the next couple weeks. Last two starts for Kleber, seven points per game, eight and a half rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, and 1.53s. And those are the areas where I think he can really make a difference, potentially threes and blocks, et cetera. All right, Steve, Kelly Olenek disappeared for a long minute there, but he has decisively returned recently with a couple big games in a row. Three games for Olenek in the Heat this week. Uh, streaky big man, can you trust him to provide more value for this upcoming week at least? Well, our, our guy Eric Spoolstra has been every year. <laughs> He's a maniac. <laughs> every year there's there's one or two fantasy coaches that just drive us crazy. And it used to be Don Nelson back in the day because you never oh, yeah. knew you never knew who, who he was going to play or what he was going to do. And that's sort of where we are with Spo this year. Like, he – basically just benched Kelly Olenek for a week. And it was like, I'm not going to play you right now. You sit over there and think about what, what you've done or whatever. I don't know what he did to make Spo so mad. But all of a sudden, the last four games, especially the last three games, he's gotten minutes. He scored 21 on Friday. He had 14 on Saturday, some steals, some blocks, some rebounds. He's hitting threes. He's hit six three-pointers in his last two games. He's gotten over 30 minutes in both of those games. So it looks like Olenek's back. I know... Uh, a buddy of mine used Olenek against me in FanDuel last week, and I was like, why'd you do that? Because Olenek doesn't even play for them anymore, and he didn't. I don't think he played in that game, but uh, he's back. <laughs> he's back, baby. Your buddy's a visionary. He he was just a game or two too early. <laughs> uh, yeah, Olenek's last two games, 17.5 points, 7 boards, 1.0 steals, 1.0 blocks, 3.03s. Again, like I said, a streaky big man, getting hot. Uh, maybe he has a few more games in him before he inevitably goes cold again. <laughs> uh, or maybe Coach Spoolstra puts him back on the bench as soon as you pick yeah. him up. I don't yeah, know. I mean, you you got to be in a mood to gamble to put him in your lineup, but there are crazier things to do. Like potentially putting Ivan Rabb in your lineup, Steve. Uh, 
the Grizzlies, as you may know, things have the potential to get weird uh, down the stretch with some trades, shutdowns, etc. What do you like about Rab as a potential stash or pickup right now? Well, on Saturday, January 19th, Ivan Rab had uh, 13 points, 11 boards, and a block. And I was like, hello? And he hadn't done anything all season. So he double-doubled. Jermichael Green was kind of funky around then. I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to play Rab in my DFS and shock the world and and <laughs> crush people with Ivan Rab, but Ivan Rab then disappeared and did not do anything for two weeks. Uh, but his last two games, he had 10 points, 10 boards on Wednesday. He had 15 points, five boards and a steal on Friday. Jamichael green is gimpy. He's got knees are jacked up. The Memphis Grizzlies are sort of, the epicenter of the trade universe, right? Like they mm-hmm. they seem to be involved in every rumor that's out there. And it's not going to take much uh, for a Mark Gasol or a Jamichael Green to get moved out of there. And then we're looking at Ivan Rabb becoming a, a mainstay in fantasy lineups, I think. Another city, Steve, uh, NBA city, where things are just getting kind of absurd in terms of the rotation. Obviously, New Orleans We'll start with Darius Miller. I've always thought of him as just a points threes guy, but he's doing a bit more lately. Do you like picking up Miller in hopes that he can continue getting this much playing time? Um, he's intriguing to me. Like we keep calling Darius Miller a three point specialist, but you know he scored in double digits in a bunch of games in a row. He had five assists on Wednesday. He had four assists on Tuesday. He had he had six steals in his last three games. And he hits a lot of threes. His shooting percentage is garbage. Right. Um, so, I mean, he's in like 37% over his last five games. So you got to be careful there. But for that team that is sort of lost right now, he's playing pretty well as far as counting stats go. And he's he's a pretty good free throw shooter too. So he'll, he'll help you there. He'll hurt you in field goal percentage. But uh, I kind of like Darius Miller right now. And four games for New Orleans coming up. This week, uh, one more name in New Orleans I want to talk about. You said a bunch are in your waiver wide column. I'm going to focus though on Kenrick Williams. Uh, obviously, his value is mostly tied to Julius Randle being out. Um, as we record this on Sunday, we don't know exactly how long that will be. But Kenrick's last three games have been really good. Uh, do you like this gamble, assuming things don't look good for Randle this week? Yeah, if Randall is going to miss time, I like I like Kenrick Williams a lot. And I hadn't even heard of Kenrick, Kenrick Williams uh, until like Tuesday when he blew up for eight yeah. points and 16 boards and uh, some clown I was playing against my little three-man DFS, uh, little three-man that we play every single day. He played him that day and won. I don't think that guy's a clown at all. I, I wouldn't call that guy a clown in any way. I'd call that guy a genius. Well, he, he, <laughs> genius clown. Uh, but anyway, and all of a sudden, Kenrick Williams looks hot and he, and he looks good. But it's like you said, it's all tied to Julius Randle and Nico Miritich being hurt, Anthony Davis, MIA. But I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't roll him out there. I mean, the New, New Orleans playoff hopes are dead now with Anthony Davis situation coming to a head. So why not play Kenrick Williams? I kind of like it. Last three games, 13.7 points, 10.7 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 1.0 blocks, 2.3 trays. A pretty fantasy-friendly game in a potentially good situation, at least in the near future. Uh, One other name, Steve, I want to ask you about who did not make the column. A guy we have talked about a lot, but has gotten hot 
lately. Mikel Bridges, 29% owned in Yahoo. His last three games look like this. 17.7 points, 4.7 rebounds, 2.7 steals, 3.7 threes. Three big scoring games in a row for him anyways. To me, I've been waiting for this guy's offense to click in. He was a good scorer in college, so it never made much sense to me that he wasn't scoring at all in the NBA. I think it may finally be happening. I mean, 18 points a game is nowhere close to a realistic expectation going forward, I don't think. But, I mean, if this guy can hit double-digit points with all his defensive stats and threes, don't you think he is much closer to a must-own than he is based on his ownership numbers right now? Yeah, the only thing that was missing was scoring. I mean, he's been playing 35 minutes a game all year, and for a majority of the year he wasn't scoring. But now his last three games, 16, 17, and 20, uh, he's getting rebounds, racking up a ton of steals, a ton of threes. He's shooting it really well right now. It, it feels like it's all coming together for Bridges, and I'm going to go ahead and add him to this column that I'm in the process of writing oh. right now. So um, Bridges is going to be in there. His last three games have been phenomenal. So you know me. <laughs> you play well for two or three games in a row, and I'm I'm all in. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, he looked good. I mean, he he looks he's starting to look much more confident. I saw him in that game against the Hawks on Saturday night. Definitely starting to uh, attack a little more, be a little more aggressive, look for some shots other than just his signature corner three. So things looking up in a big way for Bridges. I think his ownership numbers should, in theory, be spiking really soon. Steve, a few names I want to ask you about potentially dropping. Uh, begin with a couple of Hawks. Kent Bazemore has played 19, 17, and 16 minutes in his first three games back from his ankle injury. Looking like an afterthought, at least for fantasy purposes at the moment. I guess my only concern, Steve, is we drop him and then suddenly his minutes ramp back up into you know the 25-minute per game range and he's useful again. Are you comfortable dropping Bazemore for a strong free agent? I am, just because I don't feel like Bazemore is part of the Hawks' future plans. I feel like, I feel like he's not going to be here maybe after the trade deadline, maybe next year. And I feel like they just want to play Herter. They want to play Bembry. They want to play these kids. They know what Bazemore can do. I, I, may, I may roll him out there this week for four games if, I, if I'm in a deep league and the, the waiver wire is kind of bare. But overall, I'm okay with cutting Bazemore because even if he does bounce back, he's not a guy that's going to win or lose your league for you. Like He's just a complimentary piece to your puzzle so I think he's replaceable I guess is what I'm saying all right Torian Prince got a start on Saturday for the Hawks maybe being showcased for a trade he did not do a lot with his I believe 33 minutes and lately he's been playing a fair amount again not doing a ton most nights really doesn't have a significant role in the Hawks offense at the moment is it okay to drop Prince in shallower leagues it feels weird to say that because we thought he was going to be so good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's, his whole season has kind of been, he's just kind of been lost. And yep. when he wasn't lost, he was hurt. And now he's back. But again, it's, it seems to be all about Herter and Trey and John Collins and even Bembry to some extent, Dwayne Dedman. So it just seems like Prince is kind of lost out there. I think, I think he's going to get moved. I, I think he knows he's going to get moved. Um, and it's got to be hard to go out there and play with all these trade rumors swirling as well. So I'd probably keep him and play him this week with four games. But after that, you know, although we talked about the Hawks schedule is pretty good. Isn't it? Yeah. Around the all-star break. So, I mean, these guys are tough calls with the good schedule. But, right. you know, I don't need Tarian Prince or Bazemore on my team. Yeah, again, it's league specific, I think, and depends on the size of your league. 
like in a deeper league, Torian Prince is, is a valuable guy. In a shallower league, he's on the margin and, and potentially droppable. I think you can make case to you that JaVale McGee is maybe an add in some cases and a drop in other cases. What's your outlook on McGee, just generally speaking? Do you view him as, I believe he's in your column as a pickup. I think in some super shallow leagues, he's a guy who's maybe flying on and off the waiver wire. Yeah, I took him out of the column. He's pretty high ownership percentage. You know, this whole Avica Zubac thing is kind of messing up JaVale McGee's swerve a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but he's still playing a lot of minutes. He's still pretty important piece for the Lakers. So I'm good with holding on to JaVale. But again, it depends on your league. It depends on what's on the wire and, and what's going on. For some reason, there seems to be a lot of centers, a lot of decent centers floating around on the waiver wire this year. All right, everyone, so check out the waiver wire column. A lot of names that we didn't hit here. Like Frank Jackson. Frank the Tank Jackson, one name we didn't hit. Uh, Many others in there. Write-ups on all these players with some numbers we didn't mention as well. So check that out on rotoworld.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you can take a second to do that. And hope you all enjoyed your Super Bowl Sunday. Steve, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for gutting it out through this just just devastating head cold (laughs) and uh, we will talk to you soon all right man have fun at basketball all right man see ya